What is up guys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Non-Stop Review. I'm your host as always, Devin, and joining me equally as always is Rick. Hello everyone. As you know by now, fans of this particular brand of the podcast, we don't like to mince words on this podcast. We do instead jump straight into the episode. So with that in mind, Rick, what are we doing? Demon Universe Season 4, Episode 4, Mindful Education. 3, 2, 1, and go. Now, it's going to be fixed, hopefully, by the time the episode comes out, but I proper blunderfuck my way through that intro. <laughs> yeah, you did a bit, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with me. Like, I stopped for a moment and went, fuck it, that'll do, uh, <laughs> and just kept going. <laughs> well, if you're in any way confused about the intro today, then take it up with our manager. Me. Yes. <laughs> Man, oh, I was gonna say the Connie episode. I was gonna say, why? <laughs> this is bold, Stephen. She didn't even notice. Oh, he's trying to be funny. Hmm. I was gonna say we haven't seen Connie for a while, but we literally saw her last episode. Super distracting Connie, obviously. Yeah. Garnet is so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's cold as fuck, but not very artistic. <laughs> she's not, no. She's really cute when she uh, she's goofy and she does a little smile. <laughs> I'm really disappointed there was nothing resembling the uh, Dragon Ball Z one. I don't think they ever do that, but yeah. Dude, but yeah, uh, it, is, it, is, it is always a fusion dance. Uh, I do, I did like in uh, in WWE, there was a team between Sheamus and Cesaro. And I might have shown you the clip, but when they did one of their entrances together, they just did the fusion dance, and it was so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a lot of choreography to do it, actually, properly. Uh, not the whole thing, just the uh, just the end bit where they put their fingers together. Yep, yep, yep. So, there's clearly shit going on here. I like how they've learned not to wear shoes for this, because Stevani always grows out of them. Yeah. <laughs> She got a B. I don't know. From that reaction, it looked like like she hit a kid. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe kids shouldn't be going under, uh, undergoing battle training. Yeah, uh, this happened to a someone I went, I um, I lived with at uni. She, someone snuck up with her. Snuck, snuck up on her and um, 
her karate training, well, okay, so karate, or any martial arts training, lesson zero is how not to hurt anyone. But she um, reacted by roundhouse kicking the guy, and his kneecap spanned to the other side. Oh, great. Turns out it was someone that she was friendly with, and she really regretted it, obviously, because, you know, she spun a kneecap round. But, like, he was, like, trying to get her attention for something nice, which made it even worse. I feel like that story is, like, telling of, like, the constant fear of being a woman. Oh, yes, absolutely. Boy, that's depressing, but then again, I guess the episode isn't going to be a happy one anyway, so... Hmm. And here's the thing about, like, when you're a fusion, you, like, share all your memories so you know, like, each other's perspectives. Yeah, except for that one time it didn't quite work for Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, no. Oh, cool. It's always good to get a Garnet song. Yeah. Like, all jokes aside, like, this is all meditating is. Yeah. Think of flexibility, love and trust. Like there's that funny joke in uh <laughs> in uh, Parks and Rec where um everyone's trying to do meditation and the I've forgotten his name, Nick Offerman's character. Uh Ron Swanson, yeah. Yeah. He's just stood there and he just, he said, I just stood there closing my eyes, thinking of nothing, and nobody looked at me. It was great. And ironically, that is just what meditating is. Yeah, yeah. He's such a he's such a libertarian that he is not open to new ideas. Oh, I don't like seeing and he Ruby thinks cry. He's, he thinks he's come up with something new every time he's accidentally doing something that is the new idea that he's resisting. Hmm. He's also like an aggressive carnivore. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> My head's swinging. Mine's not. I'm just thinking, for fuck's sake, hug. Yeah. It's it's hard to talk when there's a song going on, guys. I apologise yeah. to listeners. <laughs> like. I forget the words to this, but this is probably the song that sticks with me. If not the most, then definitely, like, top three in Steven Universe. That's fair. Like, I'm a basic bitch, I like Stronger Than You. Yeah, I think that's number one. Number two is probably just, you know, the opening. I think this is probably number three. I like the, the, the weird duet that's not quite a duet between uh, Greg and Pearl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's mostly a Pearl song, though. <laughs> there's uh, later on. There's a Diamond song. Okay, that's another top one. I get she's upset and she has every right to be, but like looking at the incident itself, it was nowhere near as bad as she was uh, uh, implying. Yeah, she just did a judo throw. Yeah, which by the way, judo throws hurt, but they're not gonna they they're not meant to break any bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
They're meant to shock, not to incapacitate. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, this person knows what they're doing, run away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like, in the situations where that's enough, great. Man, it does feel like a while since we've had a fucking Steven Universe song, don't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Connie's back with a smile now. Yeah. I'm surprised uh, he he did enough to uh, put him in a cast. Hmm. I mean, a fracture can be, like, almost nothing. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, to be fair, it wasn't in a cast, was it? It was in a sling. Mm-hmm. I remember when I broke my collarbone when I was young. The sling that I had was just a loop of foam. <laughs> it didn't even support the arm. It was just you stick your wrist through it. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm in a weirdly unique situation in that I'm 30 years old. Oh fuck. Yep. Uh, I was about to go on a rant on how I've never broken a bone, and I don't want to jinx it, but fuck, that was a fucking moment. Yep, it wasn't. It wasn't Connie's trauma. They didn't kill Jasper. Yeah, but Stephen's a weird little creature. Like he he is empathetic to another degree. That was his fault, but it also wasn't. Yeah, yeah he was self-defense against someone who was literally trying to stab him. And to be fair, he didn't kill any of those people. At worst, he poofed. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Hear that fucking evil bagul music? Yeah, like that. That's the um, the. It's the shitty, weird music that you get whenever something unsettling is meant to be happening in like a, like a horror game. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's royalty free. Yeah, because I've heard it so many times. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just reverse music, isn't it? Some yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, that's a fucking lesson that you just have to. Some people get feel get that lesson super late in life. Hmm. Man, this is trippy. Oh, some good old static for good measure because it weren't creepy enough already. Yep. <laughs> Reverse synthetic music. Well, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the music. That's one of the uh, the song lines as well. Hmm. Boy, that was. Uh, we've got the end credits right now, but fucking hell. That's uh. 
That's a weird episode placement as well, because that's right after the flashback shit with the book. Yeah, yeah, because it was, wasn't it just uh, Buddy's book, wasn't it, last one that we had? Yeah, which had nothing to do with anything really emotional. It was a bit of a lore slash history lesson, but it was not a very in-depth one. Yeah, it was a lore dump for things that you really didn't need lore for, because it was just the town, which you could pick any town to put this, to set this show in, and they just so happened to pick this beach city. Yeah. But but yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess we get into our cooldown. What do you think of the episode? Uh, fuck you, I ask you that first. I'm not letting it slide. You, you answer first <laughs> well you, you... <laughs> rick what did you think of the episode yeah i thought it was basically just a container for the song um that's not even remotely true really because of the shit that happened right after the song yeah so the thing that happened after the song obviously was the um the trauma of uh steven doing things to people that he can't take back except you know for most of them he can but we don't know that yet um but Overall, I think it was mostly a way to get a good song into the show. Um, it was better than Buddy's book, and I kind of liked it as well. So how about you? What do you think? I disagree with you quite a bit. I don't think it was mainly an excuse for a song, Like as, as I already sort of brought up. like I think this is the first episode we've seen where we've got outright uh, the, the show telling us that Stephen is struggling with all of the shit he's had to do. Yeah, recognition of trauma. Like I didn't say it was an excuse for a song. I said it it was a vehicle. I'm like, I'm saying it's like a vehicle for the song. I, but I think you're putting too much emphasis on the song. Fair. There was a lot of stuff going on in this episode, and the song feels like a footnote to me. In retrospect, yes, but sure. What do you mean? In, but, but like, this is my first time watching this shit. You gotta remember. Like, I know you've seen the whole thing, but I don't know what's going on. I know the diamonds get involved at some point, but that's about the extent of my future knowledge. I also know that Rose Quartz is pink diamond. That's all I know from future stuff. Yeah. Um. Looking forward. I think Stephen doesn't do a lot with his trauma after this and that's kind of a problem. Well, I've been told that um, that might be one of the main themes of Steven Universe Future and that might be why fans don't like Future as much. Yeah. But I've got no way of knowing that because, yeah, that's miles away in the future. I don't even know if we're going to watch it for the show. We might. We'll find out. Depends, because it, it really does feel like if that's where it's tackling, it'll lead longer than 10 minutes an episode. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, that was our what did we think? Uh, favourite moment, Rick? My favourite moment was definitely the song because like it's, it's, it's very rare that we get to ha- hear just an Estelle song. Um, obviously, Stevani was in it as well, but Garnet being Estelle is uh, is a you, you know that you're going to get a good song when a professional singer who is the voice actor gets to bust one out. My immediate response I wanted to say when you were like my favorite moments of song was going to just be oh you don't say <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Cage meme yeah. yeah. <laughs> No sure, little shitlock. <laughs> How about you? What was your favourite moment? My favourite moment, because I just generally was not expecting it and it actually blew my mind, was the sudden uh, sepia tone flashback to Bismuth getting shanked. Yeah. Like, very powerful. It was so out the... Bl- like, I was trying to say, uh, speak about something that I can't even remember what I was speaking about because I was just jarred out of it immediately. I was just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> back to life, back to reality, Bismuth getting shanked. That was, uh, it was a very good, powerful moment. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. And then we got the good old uh, reversed horror game music after that. <laughs> yeah, I'm less impressed by the stock music, but uh, the moments d- didn't suffer for it, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, last but not certainly not least, the important question. Rick, who is your MVP? 
I think the MVP is Garnet for actually being the one to calm Stavoni down from the initial trauma that Connie had, and vicariously being able to, like, the message is also what helped Stephen and Connie fuse at the end to be able to, you know, fall safely. Yeah. But yeah, how about you? Who'd, who's your MVP? Yeah, I didn't want to expand too much upon it because I agree with you entirely. Garnet is the MVP for this episode. Pretty much for the same reasons. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And it's, it's also kind of cute and serendipitous that she just so happened to be the guest teacher this week. Yeah, but I am... Um, that's just... They needed that for the storytelling. Sure. Like, let's be honest. Do you really want to see five episodes of Connie struggling with this trauma and then eventually Garnet just gets roped in? It's like, come on. Like, I know people... I'm not having a pop at you here, but there's loads of people who go, oh, so-and-so just happened to be there that day. And it's like, well, yeah, because otherwise the person who's writing the story has to go, cool, we need five episodes where they struggle and they don't think to see so-and-so because they have to stumble upon them. Just skip the fucking faff. Yeah, or at least like a, a two-minute segment where they're struggling without and then Pearl calls Garnet in because in this episode she's not too proud. Yeah, but you know, again, it's just either way someone's going, oh, that's lazy. It's like, yeah, it's not. It's like, this is what's got to happen for the story to progress. So shut the fuck up and just enjoy it. Um, but yeah, Garnet gets double MVP. I think that's her first appearance on the board. Let's see how our board shapes out um, by the end of next week. Wow, that was a not good segue. Anyway, thanks for watching, guys. Join us again next week. Bye.